0: everybody. This is a Penn State football podcast brought to you by ForTheGloryOfOldState.com. I am Craig and Rosala, and I'm joined by Brandon Musso. We have a big game this weekend, Brandon. Let's see if we get our first win. We,
1: we, need, we
0: need at least one win this year. Yeah,
1: I hope, I hope this is the week that we get it.
0: Yeah, and with uh, Iowa coming to town, it's the tale of two different teams here. You know, Penn State's about at, at its lowest point as it's been in, you know, 20 years. And Iowa's right riding the high where, you know, they had two really tough losses to start the year, two losses by a combined five points. And their last two games, they've dominated. Yes, they are against weaker opponents. They beat Michigan State 49-7 and Minnesota 35-7. But they're feeling pretty good about themselves that they had in Beaver Stadium this week.
1: Yeah, I, I think overall they're, just, they're a decent team. They hung with their first two opponents probably um, a little bit better than their – last two opponents but you know it just goes to show that they're a pretty decent team you know you have two close losses to start the season against you know good teams and then you know, blowouts against you know two not so good teams so i think they're kind of right in the middle there of uh of a good team that i think penn state is going to have uh, some trouble with
0: yeah i mean you mentioned the good teams that they played and lost to purdue a sneaky good team they're two and one this year and northwestern is undefeated and mm-hmm. They lost to Northwestern by one point, so if you know a certain play goes a different way for the Hawkeyes, maybe they're the team that's undefeated, but as of right now, they're 2-2. Two and two. They're entering Beaver Stadium with Penn State at 0-4. A lot of questions still up in the air going into this game about who the Penn State starting quarterback is. James Franklin is on the depth chart, says Sean Clifford's the first string guy. Looking at practice and the press conferences, it seems to be the same deal. What do you think of the possibility looming that Sean Clifford is the starting quarterback on Saturday? Um,
1: to put it lightly, I'm not too happy about it. He hasn't done anything this year. I, I don't understand like where we're going with this. You know, like you bring in Levis last week and he brings you a, a kind of a jolt to the offense. I know, you know, they stalled out in the red zone at the end of the game there, but I kind of attribute that to more than more as play calling issues rather than, you know, Levis being unable to play the position. So I'm not quite sure why we're still wrong with Clifford. I hope that that isn't the case when it comes to Saturday, but I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah. I feel like it has some, some vibes of like 2010, 2011 where Joe Paterno would have Rob Bolden as a starter and uh, Sean Clifford's kind of lucky that he can't really get booed off the field, but that's what Rob Bolden had happen where he was getting booed off the field. And then they bring in Matt McGloin, and back then it wasn't too great, but it was better than what they had at that point on the field. Yes. And they were winning games, ugly, in those two years, but they were winning games regardless. I could see something like that happening again, just as it happened last week and as it happened in the early part of the decade.
1: I think that at least they should, they, they should start the game with Levis, and maybe if it's not working – Um, initially, then you could go back to Clifford. But I don't think Clifford has proven anything so far this season to to warrant him starting this game.
0: Agreed. Totally agree. Um, Do you want to get into some of our rundown points here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we're going to take directions here. We're going to go with my advantages for this Penn State team on Saturday. I'm really reaching here because there isn't a whole lot of strength to this team at this point. I mean, they're 0-4. That's pretty – Pretty obvious and pretty fair, I think. Um, so I'm going to go with their their best unit on the team this year, which is the Penn State wide receivers. Now, Jahan Dotson had his worst game of the year last week; he we only had two catches. But for the season, we know he's having a, a great season. He has 23 catches, 388 yards, which is third best in the conference, a and five touchdowns, which is number one. And then in terms of catches, yards, um, average yards per catch, long. And touchdown receptions, he's top 10 in the conference in all of those. So he's having a stellar season at receiver. And then also we've seen Parker Washington, the true freshman, really step up in a big way. He's had 19 catches on the year. And in his last three games, you know, his first game is Indiana, his first game of his career, he had a touchdown, but he didn't do too much other than, you know, the short yard touchdown. In the last three games, he's had 70-plus yards in each game and four-plus catches in each game. So he's really emerging in a, a, a really good way here for this Penn State offense. Now, I am kind of worried that this Iowa secondary could create some turnovers and, you know, could could result in the wide receivers not being too much of a threat. Um, Jack Corner, which is a – if that's how you pronounce his name, that is a great name for a defensive back, Jack Corner. Um, he has an interception in his last three games. So this Iowa defense is, you know, they're ball hawks and – They're, you know, they're looking to create some turnovers. If Sean Clifford's in the game, you know they're going to jump some routes. You know they're going to play some tight man-to-man, force some mistakes on his end. And if Will Levis is in, the Penn State receivers need to be able to get open and create plays for him because we know Levis isn't the best uh, thrower in the football. But if they can make his job easier, get open, create some big plays in the passing game, I think that this is the strength of the Penn State uh, football team. They need to be the difference on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I like that pick because, you know, you look at this team, an 0-4 team, and you kind of look around and you're like, well, oh, what can you really say is an advantage for them? And I think you're right about you know saying the wide receivers is probably one of their you know best position groups on the team. Um, I probably can't sit here and argue <laughs> that there's anybody else that's better, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, I like that pick. A lot of the young guys are stepping up, and you see you know, Jahan Dotson obviously didn't have the best game, um, but I think that was part of, um, you know, Nebraska's plan to take him out of it. They, they've they seen him all yeah, yeah. Uh, year, just lighting up every team that he's played. So I'm not surprised that he had a little bit of a rough patch last week, but hopefully uh, they show that they are the best position group this week.
0: Yeah. now going over to my biggest advantage for Iowa, it's their running game. Some of it is because this Penn State rush defense and the defense in general has not been very good, but. Iowa is fantastic at running the football. Their running back, true sophomore Tyler Goodson, on the season of 63 carries for 375 yards, which is second in the Big Ten. He's also second in the Big Ten in uh, rushing touchdowns with five. And as a whole, they love to run football. We know we know how Iowa is. They haven't changed under Kirk Ferentz since he's gotten hired in you know the 90s. You know this team likes to run the football and they like to be physical. Goodson's is just another good back that they have, and they have 11 touchdowns on the ground for the year in four games so just under three per game they like to tilt the rock and that's been a a real weakness for this Penn State defense surprisingly in 2020 yeah I
1: I like that pick but uh I'm gonna save for I'm gonna save a little bit on on Goodson for just a little bit uh further on in the podcast
0: okay uh is he your Iowa player player to watch he is all right get into it (laughs) Uh, I
1: was just very impressed by him. You know, the last two games, um, 142 rushing yards, 113 yards, the last two games respectively. You know, I think it's someone that Penn State's going to have to game plan for. You know, they've struggled all year with their, to stop their run. And I think that he – I honestly just don't have much faith in them at this point. I think he's going to put together another, another solid game. And, I mean, like you said – they like to th- to run the ball. I know. I noticed last week they, they only threw the ball 18 times total. <laughs> their quarterback was 9 of 18 um, for like 111 yards or something like that. So, you know, they're going to want to be run heavy, like you said. So, I think Penn State really has to be able
0: to shut this guy down
1: or else it's going to be a long day for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at their total rushing for the year um, as a team, you know, that includes Goodson, who's leading the way. Um, last week, first Minnesota – 35 carries for 235 yards as a team. Michigan State, 41 carries for 226 yards. Um, Northwestern, they short a little bit. They were held under 100 yards. But then their loss to Purdue, 36 carries, 195 yards. That's what Iowa likes to do. We do know this every year, but it needs to emphasize that this is their strength and we need to be able to stop it if we want to have a chance to win on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going a little bit of a curveball here. Okay. And I'm going with the Iowa punter, Tory Taylor. Okay. okay. Tory Taylor is a true freshman and he is absolutely dominating in the kicking game this year for the Hawkeyes. Uh, he is second in the conference in yards per punt, 45.8 yards per punt, and he is first in net punting, 46.2 yards per punt. And let me read you some nuggets here about Tory Taylor in Four games, he's just been phenomenal for the Hawkeyes um, special teams. 13 of his 20 punts have been down inside the 20, six inside the 10, three inside the five, no touchbacks. His eight punts of 50 plus yards, and I was the best team in the entire country in punt defense because of him. So, this is something that we need to watch on Saturday is Tory Taylor and what kind of impact he has on this game. Because if he's able to flip the field and make things a lot more difficult for this Penn State offense than they already are, we could be looking at a really tough game on offense on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean, we already know the struggles that the offense is going through right now. So um, the field position battle is a huge, huge part of the game. And <laughs> if they make it any harder on Penn State, it's going to be tough sledding for the offense.
0: Yeah, well, let's get into some Penn State guys to watch on Saturday.
1: Okay, so I know we just talked a little bit about it, but um, I went with Will Levis for this. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's a really big player to watch if he um, does end up starting. I think that's the biggest key if he does end up starting. Um, But I think the offense just starts and stops with him. Like Clifford has really struggled. And, I mean, if he could play well and give the offense just a little bit of a jolt of energy, I mean, as he did last week when he came into the game, the offense kind of looked – a lot better than than they were under Clifford. So hopefully, you know, he gets his time. Um, The offense looks a little better, maybe mixed in with a little bit of better play calling. Um, And maybe they finally get their
0: first win. Yeah, I think it's a a good pick. I'm hoping that we get to see him. um, Or if we don't get to see him, it's because Sean Clifford's starting and he's doing pretty well. Um, (laughs) My my fantasy player to watch is Jahan Dotson for the reasons I said before. He's, uh, I would say he's the best player on this 2020 football team and I
1: I, I wouldn't argue with you there
0: yeah he's he's easily the the offensive best player um you know fireman's probably the only other player in discussion for that but I think Dotson he's been phenomenal this year and like I said he he needs to be um you know the difference in this game for Penn State on the outside and create some big plays and make things easier for the quarterbacks
1: yeah I mean I mean he's a big part of of the wide receiving core and the offense in general so They're definitely going to need him um, to kind of step up beyond even what he's done so far this season, which has been a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Minor keys to the game.
1: I think, you know, this is going to be simple. Can the Penn State defense hold the Iowa offense at bay? I mean, in the first half of games in particular, the Penn State defense has been porous to say the least. Um, I think if Iowa comes out and scores a bunch early, I mean, it's going to be really tough for Penn State to continue to play catch-up. So minor key of the game, Penn State defense just has to play better in the beginning of the game.
0: Okay, I'm going to go a little bit of a different route, and that is whoever, you know, who wins the third down battle. And the reason why I say that is not only does Penn State have some quarterback struggles, but Iowa does too. Um, We know Clifford, he's been, you know, not so great this year, turning the ball over a lot very inefficient and inaccurate but he's not the least accurate passer in the Big 10 in terms of completion percentage it's Spencer Petras, the quarterback or, yeah the quarterback for Iowa his completion percentage is below Sean Clifford it's 53.7% in terms of average yards per attempt he's 12th in the Big 10 out of 14 quarterbacks and he's second to last in passer rating with a rating of only 102.7 in front of only Adrian Martinez of Nebraska, who just got benched last week for Luke McCaffrey. So if Penn State is on defense and they have third and longs, that's the perfect time to rush quarterback, create some mistakes, and you know, create some three and outs, hopefully. If they're, you know, in a third and two, third and three situation, we should be expecting run because that's the Iowa strength. We need to be able to make the stop there. On the other hand, the Penn State offense are kind of in the same boat where they need to be able to get into third and short situations, especially if Will Levis is on the field, because we know that their running game becomes their strength at that point. We know Will Levis can you know, kind of just bully his way through the line and, and get a first down, and that can create some opportunities for the three young running backs as well. So I think the third down situations are going to be pretty key between two teams that are, in terms of the rosters, are pretty even, I think. There's not like – you know, Penn State's not so far ahead in another, and they're not so far behind. Um, Iowa, they're just pretty steady and solid. So I think they're downs, as many games are, it's going to be a big key to this game. Yeah, hit the nail on the head there. Um, how do you think Penn State gets their first win?
1: Um, you know, I just mentioned it just a couple minutes ago, but I, I think Penn State wins if the play calling improves. If Levis starts, I think it'll be a good pick-me-up for the offense. But, I mean, in order for him to win – you know, Kirk should just be better. Um, the red zone play calling just cost them probably fourteen points last week, um, at the very least. But like that, just can't happen if you want to win games. And you know, obviously they haven't yet this year. So, I mean, if he could finally manage to to make this offense just look a little less stale and start calling some smarter plays, I think they could win this game.
0: So I'm gonna go with the ability to start quicker. Okay, we saw. It. Our our best loss of the year, I guess, um, to a now top ten Indiana team. We scored on the first drive, and ever since then, Ohio State took it right down the field when they took when they uh, received the the ball to start the game. Maryland, same thing, and we saw Nebraska last week drive up and down the field as well. And it's not just the first drive; it's the second, third, fourth, where Penn State's down double digits you know, before you know they can even break a sweat. So I think starting fast is something that Penn State really needs to do. And that that would exude so much confidence from this team that's so downtrodden this year. They've so they have so much adversity going on. And there's a lot of things inside the program that if they start fast and start on a positive note, I think that's the best thing for this team. I think that it would give them a real boost in going for a win. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um how do you think Iowa wins?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny because when I was preparing for this, I, I was doing a little research on uh, Spencer Petrus, and I thought it was interesting that you just brought up his completion percentage and kind of compared him to, to Clifford because I kind of saw the same thing because um, I think he's a lot like Clifford and we know like just like what he is. And he's just, you know, a serviceable college quarterback who's not entirely accurate. The 53% completion percentage, something I also noticed because, like I just mentioned before, he was 9 of 18 last week. Um, that's just not going to get the job done. So if I was going to win this game, I think it's because he is able to carve up the Penn State secondary, um, and that goes along with them getting an early start, as you just mentioned. I mean, mm-hmm. if he comes out in the first drive and starts throwing um, some really nice passes and the secondary looks all out of sorts like they normally do, um, that's how I was
0: going to win. Now we know Penn State's in place of his own – in the secondary, if he start, you're right. If he starts carving them up on the first, second drive, and that that's going to open up the running lanes big time, and uh-huh. you know, that, again, that just plays to Iowa's strength. If they can establish the play action passing game, Iowa's you know going to be eating pretty good on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I'm going to switch things over to the Penn State offense and the Iowa defense. I think Iowa wins if they prevent big plays in the running game. If Will Levis is on the field, or again, big if, but if Will Levis is on the field, we know they're gonna run the ball. Last week we saw that they were, you know, they were getting three, four, five yards a carry, and that's great. The reason why they were able to get back in the game pretty quickly is because they had some big runs as well. We saw Kivon Lee had a big thirty yard touchdown. We saw Kaziah Holmes had a rush over thirty yards as well. If Penn State gets a couple of those by both Levis, you know, even Clifford and the three other running backs who get some big plays in the running game, that bodes well for Penn State, I think, and it really hurts Iowa. If they make Penn State earn every single yard they get, I think Iowa wins this game you know, pretty easily um, because their defense is you know, – they're really strong against the pass. Their second-best defense against the pass, only behind Wisconsin in the Big Ten. And, you know, we don't know how good Wisconsin is uh, based off the two games they've played. So we know they're going to take care of the pass, but if they stop the run and make Penn State really earn it, gonna be tough sledding on Saturday for the mini lines, and makes things a lot lot easier for Iowa, I mean yeah,
1: especially when you when you look at the running game hasn't really particularly been a strength of of Penn State. I know you said we saw a little bit last week, but um for the most part it really hasn't looked as good. um we talked a lot about the people that are missing, we're gonna put that on the back burner again yeah. um today, but you know, like Levis getting going with his legs and Ford getting going with his legs is really going to be a big part of this of this offense if they want to win this game.
0: Now, do you have a prediction ready?
1: I do. Okay, let's so, hear it. When I was looking at this, I, I was really kind of impressed with Iowa. I know, like, the 2-2 two and two record doesn't really give them – doesn't make them look all that well. But like we talked about before, I mean, you look a little bit deeper and you see – two losses to pretty decent teams by, you know, less than four or five points, um, really close losses. But I think they're coming off of two blowout wins now. Their confidence is at a all-time high. I think this is going to be a really uh, tough game for Penn State. I don't want to stress that enough. Like Penn State has struggled, but, you know, they're going to have a much harder time with Iowa than they probably did with Nebraska or Maryland. I mean, Ohio State's a different story. but And I guess Indiana at this point, but who knows? <laughs> But, yeah, so I actually tried to stay a little bit uh, positive with this one, and I picked Penn State to win this week. I know you're shocked, right? So I I do think that if Will Levis is in a QB, I I really think that they'll actually have a good chance to win this game. Like, Sean Clifford's offense just hasn't been good, and I think that we have someone like Will Levis, like I said, who really kind of made the offense look a lot different when he came in uh, against Nebraska last week. I think if you can kind of uh keep up with that momentum that you gained from last week in terms of how they're moving the ball um better than they were when Clifford was in the game, I think you can really see where they can kind of you know pull themselves
0: out of this rut and and finally end the four game losing skid i'm I'm so like happy for you that you 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 found a way to be positive about Penn State. Uh, I, I need something this year. I mean,
1: I, I, I sat through four
0: weeks of losses. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm ready to pick a winner here. No, I'm going to hit you with something here because I'm not sure if you or many Penn State fans even realize this. It feels like every year the Iowa game is a struggle. We won the last six games against Iowa.
1: Well, I mean, there's been some close ones. We all know, We all yeah. you know oh, yeah. the one that I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it last year it's pretty close, but. It like, seems it
1: only occurs when we go
0: out there. I think that's yeah, the biggest thing. Even uh, 2018, that was a game we really lucked into winning down the stretch at home. I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, 2016, that was the domination. Uh, uh, Penn's, <laughs> nobody could stop Penn State at that point. Um, yeah. But either Iowa's due or, you know, Penn State's due because of this year. You know, Iowa's due because of the past, Penn State's due because of this year. They're you know, are they really going to be owned five? I, I, just, I, don't know, man. I think they, I think they go to own five. I, think yeah. they, I have. So you're it as a loss, huh? Yeah, I have Iowa winning twenty eight twenty four, and I don't think Iowa is as good as their thirty five seven forty nine seven victories. Um, and I think they're a little bit closer to that Purdue Northwestern types of losses, but. I think this is just—it's a tough game for Penn State, where it's another team that just doesn't—they don't beat themselves, they really don't—and Penn State, they need some help, I think, right now. They need—they need, they need a, They're start. a
1: well-coached team. Yeah, they Very need a well-coached
0: team, and I think the, the thing that would cost Iowa is their quarterback. Um, I think you know, having Petras be that inefficient, inaccurate, and being so run-dependent could hurt them, but. They know how to, to manage around that. They've had quarterbacks like that, and we've seen Penn State struggle with that type of offense regardless, whether they have you know a Ricky Stanzi type of guy who's a better, you know, solid, more, more solid quarterback, um, or Nate Stanley, who was pretty solid for them the last couple of years as well. They, they know how to get the job done, and they're feeling pretty good about themselves. They're coming to Beaver Stadium, and I think they're going to play a good football game. I think Penn State's going to come out and play one of their better games of the year. More like the Indiana type of game than the Maryland, but I think it's just a tough matchup for them. I don't like like right now. I just don't like this matchup this time of the mm-hmm. year with, with Iowa riding high. So twenty eight twenty four. You had what was your score?
1: Thirty one twenty
0: eight. Penn State. Okay, so we're expecting
1: a close one regardless. You know, if think, Levis is in the game, if Levis, I have, the- I have
0: no faith if Clifford's in the game. I really don't.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, so when we do the predictions article, I'll put an asterisk. Uh, on your score. <laughs> yes, please. That, put put that in for me. All right. So uh, yeah, that's that's what we have for Saturday's game. Hopefully, hopefully Penn State does get their first win. Right now, I'm not expecting a whole I'm just I'm just hoping they play pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess just uh, anything um, to take, any positive take you can take out of the game uh, will be a plus.
0: Yeah. Uh, you have anything else you want to add for this game?
1: No, let's go get a win.
0: Yes, sir. Um, three thirty kickoff on Big Ten Network on Saturday. Um, again it's at Beaver Stadium. And that's sure about it for, for this game. I know Matt Millen's on the call, Penn State alone. Uh, and other than that, continue to follow us on Twitter for the Glory OLS, Facebook, for the Glory of Old State. Continue to follow the blog. Uh, we thank you guys again for listening. What can we get her first?